Today's episode is sponsored by Zondervan Publishers. Zondervan is offering a Trace the Themes Bible study. It's put together by Pastor Spence Shelton, and it will help you trace the themes of Scripture as they unfold from Genesis to Revelation. Thing is, this is a free six-part study, and it's perfect for small groups, family devotions, uh, individual use. So you guys are talking about like family devotions. Here you go. Here's a perfect opportunity. Now, you can start your free Bible study today by visiting tracethethemes.com. Go get it for free! Barbecue sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. A podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Drew Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. The sponsors know. They know what they're getting into. They know. They have to know. know. They don't know. That's on them. (laughs) Listen, we've been hearing back from Zondervan. They're happy with what we're doing. Good, good, good. So, uh, you know, I mean, not everybody likes what we do, but they they definitely like it. No, they do. They do. So, Joe. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good. It's Saturday morning. It's 9 a.m. I miss you. It I miss like you, man. Handle. It's been like, what? It's been a minute. It's uh, been a minute? It's been a minute. Yeah. That's, that's what they say. That's what they say. So the young okay. people say that these days. All right. It's yeah, been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been yeah. a minute. So, so yeah, I'm going to sit down, 9 a.m., start the day off right, mm-hmm. coffee, fofo. That's right. Uh, what do you call it? Doctrine and devotion. That's what we're called. That's what we're doing it. Yeah, man. I, great week. I, last night, date night. Michelle and I went out and went to... Uh, Ooh, where'd you go? Because you guys pick good like food places. Yeah, we... The pictures online look better. Where'd you, where'd you go? Rock City Grill. I was busy last night. I didn't see this. You Rock went City, to Rock... Rock City Grill at Never the Hotel Baker. Inside Hotel Baker. You went to a restaurant inside the Hotel Baker? Well, yeah. It looked really nice. Online. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hotel Baker's nice. Exactly. And the restaurant was like... I guess I was expecting a bit... It was... It almost felt like it was trying to be like a nightclub. Uh, so online, it looked like, oh, this is a well-lit, nice, you know, dinner dress up and everything so we get in there you know i got my i got my slacks you got your new shirt on I got one my, of your new shirts I got on one, I got my shirt got my jacket michelle's looking looking good uh, of course and uh i noticed the there. other day by the way somebody wrote, michelle has guns oh she got guns. she like she was playing guitar yeah. and singing and i noticed like her arm because she did the sleeveless thing yeah, yeah. and i would too if i had big arms like she does and like i'm like <laughs> i'm like like she's like got she muscle. She's strong. All right, go ahead. Keep going. And so, you know, uh, she's she's looking she's looking good. Uh, we're, we're you know, as a unit, yeah, we're strong. Okay, yes. The 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 fashion game is strong. Yeah. Walk in there, it's like what the what's what people were. You know, it was just it wasn't even like business casual. People were in cargo shorts. It was. It was. <laughs> and like and the hostess is like. I really like your guys' outfits. I'm like, oh, we're so overdressed for this it, place. She can't help it. So you're, what you're saying but is, the food is like, was good. This the food was, was good, but so a little overpriced. The food was good. Yeah, a little overpriced. Big online opinion. presentation. Fantastic. And then you online. go, and you're kind of like, eh, no, no. I mean, speaking of disappointments, I want to go ahead and give a shout out. What's going on? Uh, shout, is that what the kids say these days? Shout out. They shout it out. They shout. I want to give a shout out to Gamma Ray Hazil. Wait, what? That's his name. What's it say? Say it again. Gamma Ray oh, Hazil. Okay, sorry. I thought you said. All right. Yeah. No, I remember this guy. Hang yeah, on. I'll bring it up on my phone. I'm, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read uh, from the the screenshot. I've he got. left a he left a comment. He a positive. Yeah, I'm very positive. He, goes, he liked what something. I'm very patient. I roughed it through all the unnecessary, distracting chatter and joking around. It sifted through to canoe, to canoe, sifted through to canoe. 
An otherwise great assessment, albeit truncated, as would be expected with such a complicated and head-swelling situation. Well, I want to give a shout-out to Gam for being uh, so patient and strong. I mean, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. I mean, you can't... And the humility to mm-hmm. keep that to yourself. I mean, is, really, is it's, really... Well, it's impossible. It's there impossible. Is, there is no humility that could keep... Because you're... Uh, the first half... Homeboy, the first half of your comment is about you. <laughs> so... We're going to make this about you and give you a shout out. <laughs> Congratulations, <Yeah>. Gap. <laughs> I, I, when I left my comment on there, um, uh, busting chops with him, I, I didn't know if Jimmy would like it. So, uh, But obviously, Jimmy. Uh, oh, gosh. Saw I saw it. I was yeah. like, and he actually, he just responded. Oh, what did he say? I don't know. I, I got to find it. Uh-oh. Hey. <laughs> He's live. He's live now. We got, we, got a, we got a live one. <laughs> All right. What did he say? He said, uh... No, that's something else he's commenting on. Oh, that I have no idea. Yeah. So, anyways, good job, Gam. Woo! All right, so what are we doing today? We're going to talk about um, the 1689. There we go. Chapter the 1689. Paragraph five. All right. What? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Nothing. You're like, I wanted to hear about your evening, and now I feel evening? bad because I pulled a Gam and made this all about me. No, that's all right. Last night, uh, hung out uh, some friends from our first community group here, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, like I don't know, a community group that we started a, a couple of years ago, and we have since multiplied. And uh, one of the families, the Mons, they said, "Hey, hey, why don't you guys come over to our that's house good, yeah. and we'll cook?" And well, actually, she doesn't cook; she doesn't believe in that. But um, but they had food catered in. I don't know if you're. Oh, joking Jennifer Mon, you listen, and uh, am I joking? No, no. hold on. Let, let's hold on. Let's. I want. I want to. Yeah. I, I want to. Okay. Look at. I want to investigate this. Okay. It's not that she doesn't believe in cooking. No, this she does not believe in cooking. No, she doesn't believe in cooking for parties. No. She doesn't. Okay. No, so she ain't cooking. So you mean she doesn't even cook at like if it's just her and and Gary and. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think. Hey, Jennifer, listen. You know that you're awesome. Well, I don't know if you know. You know that I think you're awesome. Mm-hmm. You and Gary are awesome people. Two of my favorite people on the planet. But she said like I don't cook. She, has, she, she says might, it all I don't the time. Cook for parties. I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, tell uh, Michelle, I bet Gary cook. cooks. I bet Gary cooks. I, was, I tell Michelle, don't cook for parties. Get something else. Why, why waste your... You yeah, know? well, you don't want her to embarrass herself. That's why you don't want Michelle to cook for those parties. That's I mean, not... <laughs> stop it. My wife's got By too the way, much going on. I might have shared a little too much. You know how sometimes I share too much? Yes. I might have shared a little too much on, at, at the party last night. What'd you share? Because well, you, you, you did come up. Oh, no. Yeah, and Did, I can't... Hold on, hold on. Who was that? Okay, it was... Who, I don't remember. Well, I was talking to Jennifer Mon, okay. but there was a group of people there. So there's a lot of people listening. What did you share? I was sharing that... Well, you can tell me when to stop, okay? On okay. air here. On air, hold on. Hold okay, on. so I was, uh, I was, I was talking to uh, them, and I was... I don't know how, we were, uh-huh. how you came up, and I was like, oh, you know, he got some new shirts, you know, and maybe they mentioned stop. a new shirt. What? Nope. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. And then I said, I noticed that the buttons were undone <laughs> on his uh, on yeah, his sleeves. Stop. I knew exactly <laughs> I know, where I you're know. going. All I'm going to say is, is Jennifer Mon said that she's going to start to call you Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> I might have shared too much. <laughs> For real, though, who wants the, the tail end of it touching? That's no, gross. I, know, I, I That's listen. Gross. I'm sympathetic. Thank I'm sympathetic. You. Thank I'm you. just not pathetic. That's no. a, I don't. I don't do that. All right. All right. Big shout out to Game, who just suffered yet again. Oh yeah. Sorry, all this man. Unnecessary yeah, listen, man. You are strong, man. You it's are a good strong. thing. If you were not the elite athlete of of patience, uh, of, you you would not be able to endure all of this. Hey, um, 
What I'm going to start doing, by the way, is I'm going to start marking when the banter sl- stops and the actual content begins, so people that aren't as strong no. as Gam <laughs> can skip right to it. You know, they're, they're, cause we've about, got we've got the Gam setting, yeah, and then the Ham setting. Okay, sure, whatever. I, it I was is. trying to think of something that rhymes. Like you could, I don't know, I can't think of it. It don't work. Yeah. The Never gam mind. setting, the jam setting. I don't no, know. it's not Get jammed it. up. All right, 1689. We're in the chapter, chapter five, on God's providence. I can't of- believe you shared it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what I do. I know. Listen, we all okay, know. Just, just to be fair. Just to be fair. Steve and I shared Wait, photos. Steve was there? Of course Steve was there. Wait, why was Steve there? Because He wasn't part of your original CG. No, but you know how everybody loves Steve and Molly. Molly was there Molly too. Molly was there too. Stop it. Nah. No. You know that. Steve That's and Molly a, were there? Steve and Molly were there. You still were pictures online. Did they have fun? Well, I don't think they definitely didn't have as much fun as they would normally have if, when they're out on a double date with you and That's what I want to hear. There Continue now. Uh, we're going to the 1689. 1689, chapter five, paragraph five. And um, here we're dealing with the issue of, of painful problems, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, let me go ahead and read it if I can. Oh, man. I've already oh, I got it right here. You want to? Yeah, read, read, read paragraph five. Okay. Uh, 1689, paragraph You're obviously five. not ready. No, you said you were ready and you're like stalling. The most wise, righteous, and gracious God does oftentimes leave for a season his own children to manifold temptations and the corruptions of their own hearts to chastise them for their former sins or to discover unto them the hidden strength of corruption and deceitfulness of their hearts that they may be humbled and to raise them to a more close and constant dependence for their support upon himself and to make them more watchful against all future occasions of sin and for other just and holy ends so that whatsoever befalls any of his elect is by his appointment for his glory and their good. Right on. Now, like this whole thing <laughs> and, and this chapter in particular, uh, this is really helpful yeah. theology oh, yeah. unpacked for people. This is not just some abstract propositions that are kind of thrown out there. Uh, this is real theology that connects to real life. So, I mean, I'm really excited about it. Now, really, um, what what this thing is addressing here in paragraph five is is that oftentimes we find ourselves in painful and difficult situations that are a part of God's providence. And specifically, what's being highlighted here, though it goes much beyond this, is that um, God himself will leave us in, uh, at least for a season, Mm -hmm. uh, he will leave us to these these temptations, the corruptions of our own hearts. I mean, it says the most wise, righteous, and gracious God does oftentimes leave us for a season, leave for a season uh, to these things. So in other words, there are times in your life when God allows you to go through certain kinds of afflictions. What are being emphasized here are the corruptions of the flesh, like your own inner struggles. Mm -hmm. And so let's just, I, I want us to kind of spread this out a little bit because throughout scripture we see that God doesn't only in his providence lead us to the troubles of our hearts, yeah. but he leaves us to troubles in this world at different times. Correct. And when he does this, Jimmy, um, when we find ourselves in that situation, what are some of the ways that we you think people are prone to react or we are prone to react? Well, yeah, I think for me personally, I think I'm prone to react in such a way that I despair, I, I despair to the point of doubt, mm. right? Where, uh, you know, it's the sense of like, um, I'm in the midst of this struggle or in this affliction, um, and 
I begin to kind of doubt the goodness and and love of God for me, mm-hmm. or even at times it depends on the situation. Uh, okay, is is this even real? Sure. Right? Could how how does a, a loving and gracious and merciful and good God who is sovereign over all allow such things? And then there's other times where when I think what we're talking about is like the inner, like when it mm-hmm. comes to like uh, you know giving over to. Uh, uh, temptations in and of our hearts um i think then i just begin to uh become relaxed mm. right and accept these things as oh maybe they are okay i think people do that right because we think like well god's not helping me yeah so like what's the point exactly just get, kind of get settled get used to it i think other people get angry right oh, yeah. get mad like god's not helping me god's not here he's allowing me to flail and fail in this situation so um, I think there's a lot of negative ways that people are likely to react or that we oftentimes yeah. react. But <clears throat> what helps us is to understand that there is a purpose in God's painful providences. Mm. And, you know, the ch- chapter 5, paragraph 5 actually does unpack this for us, right? And oh, it yeah. really gives us, uh, I, I think, in, in, in a sense, like five purposes here, right? To chastise us for our sins, um, to discover... Uh, the hidden strength of the corruption and deceitfulness of our hearts, uh, to raise us to a more close and constant dependence uh, upon God, uh, to make us more watchful against sin. Yeah. And then there are other uh, holy ends or purposes as well that it just says in general. So why don't we just talk about these in general? Uh, yeah. Kind of big so Joe, when here. we're talking about chastise them for their former sins, what uh, what kind of comes to mind there? Yeah, well, we're talking about uh, the idea of of discipline, yeah. uh, the discipline of of God uh, against or, or toward His children. Um, I'm thinking about Hebrews 13. Let me bring it up here real quick. Okay. If I could spell it, it would be quicker. As mm. much as I love the ESV app, it can't compensate for my bad spelling. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, uh, for example, uh, Hebrews 12. I'm going to go back. Here we go. Uh, Hebrews 12 says this. Uh, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Mm. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. The the, the doctrine of God's discipline uh, for his children, and this is this corrective, reformative discipline, is really important because what it is an indication of is God's love. Because what, what, what the author of Hebrews is saying, I don't think it's Paul, what the author of <laughs> Hebrews is saying is, listen, when you are disciplined by the Lord, you need to know that this comes from him as your father who loves you, because if you were not disciplined, it would mean you're not his son, That's and it right. would mean that you are not loved by him. That's right. That he doesn't love you enough to discipline you so that you may walk the right path and become like him become like your father right to share in his holiness so yeah i think that that's um you know that's what's being said here that uh we god will oftentimes uh allow us to suffer uh, affliction or even inner turmoil uh 
uh, as a means of discipline because we have been pursuing sin instead of righteousness. Yeah. Now, when God does this, it is always like um, uh, like remedial. It, it's, it's always designed to remedy uh, the problem. He does not punishing us. Mm. He is disciplining us so that we will be awakened and uh, and see the danger of our sin and repent. So, um, you know, he's teaching us in doing this. So I think that's number one, to chastise us for our sins. It's, it's one of the ways in which God brings pressure upon us when we're continuing in unrighteousness. Well, what, what do you, what's number two, Jimmy? Number two, to discover unto them the hidden strength of corruption and deceitfulness of their hearts. Yeah. That's, that's a big one right there. It's deep. That's, that's really deep. I mean, really what we're talking about is that even though, uh, We've been saved, right? Yeah. That the Spirit of God, we've been regenerated. We are still corrupt. We are still, uh, we're still prone to wander. Right? But we think we're good. We're thinking we think we're like, good. hey man, now I'm, I'm saved. I think that's probably the most dangerous, like oh, the yeah. dangerous mindset a believer could have is right. the idea of, of I've got this. I got the Spirit now. I got the Spirit. So I need to worry about it. Exactly. I'm good to go. And so, really, I mean, I think the, by the grace of God, He allows these uh these afflictions and these temptations so that it would show listen you're you don't have it all together you don't you can't do this without me mm-hmm. you're not strong in and of yourself you're uh uh you're weak and you need me mm-hmm. and you need to turn to me and so i think really it's it's that that's the second part of that that they may be humbled right right is to kill that pride in mm-hmm. us because that pride is what's going to lead us away from dependence upon the Spirit of God in the life of the believer. Yeah, that's right. So that the way this is breaking down, right, uh, we experience this painful providence sometimes to chastise us for our sins, yep. um, uh, oftentimes to help us to see the the, the strength of our of our sins, the the, the, the strength of our corruption, the deceitfulness yep. of our hearts. And what you're talking about there, Jimmy, is that those two things are happening, that we would be humbled. Mm. Like it is, it is not, it is, it is, it is not really possible to learn humility in which um, we recognize those dangers without God teaching us. Like That's we're, right. we're not going to just learn it on our own. Um, it says, thirdly, uh, that um, in terms of God's purpose mm, in these yep. painful providences, to raise us to a more close and constant dependence yeah. for our support upon Him. So. It, again, it's not just like see how dumb you are, see how weak you are. Yeah. That's not what God's doing. He wants us to see how how weak we are in ourselves, so that we will be more dependent upon Him. Yes. Like we, he loves us, and He wants us to love Him. And our His love for us is manifested in a, a number of ways. Most brilliantly in the death of Christ for mm-hmm. us, but oftentimes in the discipline of us. Our response of love toward Him is to hold on. Yep. So, like if you're if you when you discipline your child, if you do it right. Right, they're going to be broken. They're going. Their, their spirit will be broken. Um, they will maybe they'll cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have remorse. Hopefully, they'll have godly sorrow. And their response, if if you're doing it right, and if they're responding right, is they will hug you. Yeah, they will crawl into your lap. Yep, they want to cuddle. And that's that's how you know you're doing it right, and they are responding well. And that's what God wants for us for a cl- more close independency. Uh, more, a more close independent spirit upon Him for the help that we need in this life. Number four, uh, and to make them more watchful against all future occasions of sin. So, I mean, again, so that uh, uh, you kind of know, I think we've discussed this in the past about, you you know, knowing what are those things that kind of 
lead you into temptation? What are those mm-hmm. triggers for individuals, right? So, you know, to, to stay away from certain topics or certain sites or anything like that. But then also, uh, when something starts to rise up, you should be able to recognize it more to see, okay, this this thought that I'm having, this feeling that I'm having, this this uh, this attitude that I'm having is is not of the Lord. And it's it is sin it's leading me to sin more or it will could lead me to sin more i need to deal with this heart problem now yeah that's really really good and so and then it says sort of uh kind of on wrapping those those purposes up and for other just and holy ends in other words there are a lot of different purposes for which you will suffer and we're actually going to get into some of those here uh in the second half of, of this episode Um, some of the things you really need to understand about painful providence in order to receive it well, to walk through it, uh, you know, in faith. So there are many reasons that are, that are just and holy that you experience difficulties, whether it's inner turmoil or circumstantial turmoil. Um, and they do fall under the providence of God. They are a part of his plan and he is intimately and, um, in an ongoing way, uh, upholding and directing those events so that you might benefit from them. Mm. And it, and this, this paragraph ends with this statement, so that whatsoever befalls any of his elect is by his appointment for his glory and their good. Wow. So there's a couple of things here. Yeah. Um, whatsoever befalls any of his elect is by his appointment. So mm-hmm. whatsoever, there is nothing that isn't going to happen to you that is not a part of God's appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and And we've talked about that, like, in the sense, there's comfort in that, that the sovereignty of yes. God and the life of the believer, that his hand is upon you, and that means his spirit is with you through it all. Whether it's going through uh, uh, times of abundance mm-hmm. or times of uh, dis- absence. absence. Go like, with the A's, man. Got to alliterate. Got to alliterate. That's all right. Const- consonants? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, and I like that you're saying that because... Um, you know, when you when you say like, well, God is, he's he's not just appointed these things. His spirit is with us. Mm-hmm. Like so, so he has a plan, but he he also has a presence. See how oh, I did that yeah, again? Yeah, the very mm-hmm. good, very good, yeah. very good. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of another. One. I was thinking of a verse. I was nah, I'll leave of, the alliteration to me. No, I know, but I was okay. trying to think of uh, the verse that talks about that. Right? Is that uh, uh, for it is God who works in you, but to willing to work for yeah. his good pleasure, right? Mm. And I think that's that's that sense here is that through it all, you know, you're going through this and you might feel alone, uh, but the grace of God, the spirit of God's with you, working through you in the midst of it. I love it. Well, listen, um, one of the things that, that we are excited about that can help us in our understanding of God and his person and his work are, are some of the resources that are coming through Zondervan Publishers. Oh, yeah. They are a sponsor for uh, this episode, and they are encouraging all of you, and we want to encourage you to check out the Trace the Themes Bible study. Um, uh, people get tired of like janky Bible studies that are just sort of... I don't know. Either it's eisegesis where like they're going to just kind of put their own meaning on the verse mm-hmm. and run mm-hmm. with it. Uh, it's just kind of popping around from passage to passage. Um, 
And and what this is offering us is is this offers us uh, a way to learn to look at the scripture by recognizing its themes and yeah. tracing them from Genesis to Revelation. Um, and that's what this Bible study ultimately does. Uh, it's going to unpack six themes of scripture as they unfold in the Bible. The themes include the word of God, the presence of God, the people of God, redemption, holiness, and mission. That is good wow. stuff, man. So there's good videos, study guides. It's all completely free. There it is. Uh, for small groups, family devotions, individual use, you can start your free Bible study by visiting tracethethemes.com. All right, Jimmy, one of the things that we like to do is we like to encourage people to read mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Make sure you click on our link to go buy that stuff to read. Well, this one will be free. Uh, behind a frowning providence, you can read this for oh, free. Oh, yeah, it's free. For free. For free. So, uh, but well, he, well, this is more like, for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, one of the, the, the most helpful very brief treatments on this subject of a painful providence is John Murray's Behind a Frowning Providence. It's really good. So there's a link. You can go read that for free or you can buy it. And I would encourage you to buy it. It's a little little like a banner of truth, a little booklet, yeah. meaning it's stapled. That's how you know it's a booklet, Jimmy. Um, yeah, so is it, not yours like got my, those. Yours, no, no, no not like your staples one? No, I don't have staples in mine. They're staples. No, mine is sewn binding. They're in, glued. In hardback Elmer's. leather. Elmer's glue. Right. Hardback leather. <laughs> <laughs> so what we want to do is we're actually going to, as a takeaway here, um, there, are, there are a few things that we have to know about God's use in the painful providences of our lives. And we're actually going to take these directly from John Murray. We've got six takeaways here oh, yeah. about uh, the, the purposes of, of painful providences. And so uh, we're just going to go ahead and, and read to you what, what Murray says. Okay. Jimmy, you want to take number one? Yeah, sure. Number one, uh, sufferings are to try us. And uh, uh, so Murray says, The faith of a Christian is tried and tested, wrote Simon Peter in 1 Peter 1, 3-7. It is the trial that determines the authenticity of our faith. Peter reminds the Christians to whom he writes of the great hope they have. Although for the present they are grieved by the many trials, the reason for this is that God is sitting as a refiner of gold. He wants to bring out the pure gold of naked trust in himself. When all the dross of self-trust is purged out, then faith will be the praise, honor, and glory of Jesus Christ. And so when we're looking at 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 3 to 7, it reads this. Start with 6. Just go right Start to with 6. 6. Just make it six. easier for people. Oh, okay. In this, you rejoice, though now for a little while. Gosh darn it. You guys necessary. hear that? You guys stop. <laughs> well, the lawnmower's back. The lawnmower's back. It's Saturday. That's what happens. All right. All right. So, like, <clears> just, like they, but he's right at our window. Yep. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Pete, count count he's, it he's, joy, brother. He's, he's a friend of mine. Count it joy, but Pete, brother. go away. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. First Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 6. In this, you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So our our our, our suffering, our affliction mm-hmm. has a divine purpose. That's right. It's it, it's not just something that happens to us, and and one of the purposes is that when we suffer, it proves our faith. It it tries us. It it refines it. Yeah, it kind of like if we don't have patience when the lawnmower is right outside. What does that say about our heart and our faith and our 
the oh, I guess I just don't have the faith of Gam. Okay, <laughs> who can who can suffer long and hard through all the <laughs> the patience of Gam. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag patience of Gam. I aspire for the hashtag patience of Gam. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna hate. Well, he probably already does. Don't all right, it's all right. It's all right. Um, all right. So we got you know the, the, one of the purposes of suffering is to try us. Another uh, purpose of suffering uh, we are told by uh, Murray is to expose our yeah. sins, mm-hmm. and uh, we've already talked about that, and we're experiencing it now. Yeah, because uh, my sins are coming out. Mm-hmm. Sins of frustration, uh, <laughs> selfishness, and all that. Uh, but he's still like, how much time is he going to spend right out our window? He's, it's he's like the got, smallest strip of grass. It actually is the smallest. I don't yeah. know why it's taking because forever. Because he, he can see me flailing my arms in here, and he's laughing. Because he's, <laughs> he's a friend of mine, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> All right. Number three, sufferings are to build character. Listen mm. to what Murray says. We see a renowned athlete winning a gold medal. He may make it look easy on the day, but victory could not have been achieved without painstaking training and meeting increasingly tough opposition. The process by which God builds character is outlined in Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. Paul says that we glory in tribulation. The Greek word translated tribulation comes from the verb to press. The word is used to describe the crushing of the grapes and olives. The figure suggests the heavy pressures of outward trouble or inward anguish. Tribulation produces patient endurance, the ability to stay with it and not fall apart. The brave endurance, in turn, produces what the King James Version translates as experience, but which is more accurately translated as character. The character which results from a process of trial. So suffering produces character because it is it, it's it's like a lot of things in life. Yeah. Friction makes things strong. Like the, there is, you know, you get bigger muscles when you work out because the muscles are tearing and they're they're experiencing this strain. Um it is a life of ease that makes us uh lazy, fat, um ineffective, but a life that is hard, right? A life that is difficult makes us stronger, right? And so so a a a, a difficult providence, right? Our suffering can, in one sense, make us strong because of how God uses it. So, you know, he references Romans chapter 5, mm. um, you know, verses 1 through 5, and I don't think we need to read all of it, but you can listen to this and starting in verse 3. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Mm. You want to endure, if you want to be strong, then you can you can put your money on the effectiveness of suffering. God will use that to build your character. Mm. What about number four, Jim? Number four, suffering uh, brings us to know God better. Many Christians can testify that they have learned more about God in the furnace of affliction than in all their previous experiences. Job is a classic example. The Lord said of him, there is none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. So God put on display one of the trophies of his grace. Satan is given leave to afflict Job. The real question is, what kind of person is Job? Does he fear God for nothing? Is his religion only one of self-interest? Ignorant of the battle going on in the heavenly realms, Job has many questions to ask. The interesting thing is that he does not get specific answers. What he gets is a revelation of God, which at length brings him to confess, 
I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees thee. Therefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. There are areas of the word of God that we cannot comprehend until we have experienced suffering. Mm. For 30 years of my Christian life, I neither understood nor was particularly drawn to the book of Job. Along with a particular time of suffering, or sorry, along with a particular time of suffering came the help to understanding it. Martin Luther had a similar uh, testimony. Affliction is the Christian's theologian. Mm. I never knew the meaning of God's word until I came into affliction. My temptations have been my masters in divinity. No man without trials and temptations can attain a true understanding of the Holy Scriptures. Now, Joe, one of the parts I I, I just so I, I you know struggle with this because uh, I mean I hear from from other theologians that. To live, I, I should be living my best life now and receiving this. I should be living in this prosperity and, and free of these afflictions that, I mean, Martin Luther's talking about, that, that scripture is talking about, yeah. that John Murray is talking about. I mean, shouldn't my life be ease as, as a believer in Christ? Shouldn't I you don't have even everything have, like, I want? You don't have to be a theologian. You just have to be a little bit smart just a little bit smart to know that anybody who is selling you that um, the the life that you want is a life free from difficulty, hardship, straining, trying, struggle, uh, is lying to you. You don't need to be a great theologian to know that. You just need to be paying attention to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're paying attention to Scripture, then we can call lies and deception and satanic uh, anytime we hear that kind of a stuff. I, I, I love this, uh, this section. And we're just reading parts. There's a whole lot oh, more yeah. that, that Murray yeah, says yeah, yeah. in each of these sections. So make sure you go get reading. it. But, but to say that suffering brings us to know God better is, is not like a hope. It's not a, it's not a wish. It is reality. Because when we're suffering, right, the things that are eternal and everlasting become very, very significant. Um, when we're suffering, we are brought to a place where we must depend upon God. And what we then begin to see is the, is the profound mystery and beauty of Jesus' suffering, mm. that God suffered in the person of Jesus Christ in ways that God can't suffer, yeah. you know? Um, and that suffering, right, Jesus becoming poor was so that we could become rich, not in any worldly sense, but in a spiritual and eternal sense. You can't know God without suffering because God has made himself known most gloriously in suffering. So if you aren't experiencing suffering, then how are you going to connect to what he has done in Jesus? Out, and this is outside of all of the really practical implications of going through trials and difficulties that help us to see our weakness, mm. our need, God's provision, his power, and, and so forth. So you want to know God better? Embrace your suffering. I think that's a really good word. Number five, Murray says, suffering, sufferings produce fruit in our lives and prepare us for usefulness. This is beautiful. Listen, sufferings can bring a new dimension of fruitfulness into our lives. It can produce a new gentleness and a tenderness. This was evident in the life of Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, and never more so than in his later years. During his own sufferings, he remembered others who suffered. In the last year of his life, our daughter became seriously ill and died at the age of 13. In case you're too tuned out there, Murray, Murray says, listen, in Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones' last year of his life, he was suffering, and our daughter died when she was 13 through an illness. 
As soon as he heard, he wrote us a most comforting letter. Within three months, he himself entered glory. Mrs. Lloyd-Jones later shared with us the tenderness of his concern. Quote, I wish you could have heard his prayers for your little daughter's illness and death. He never forgot and had such tender concern for her and for you in all your sorrow and mourning. It is a glorious thing to belong to the family of God. We really feel for each other. Mm. So like, think about that. So affliction can strengthen you and it can also soften you. Both in good ways. So yeah, affliction yeah. will strengthen you in terms of producing character, but it will soften you towards other people. And and not just towards affliction in your life, but towards other people and their affliction. Um, he, he goes on to quote uh, John Flavel here, who said, Oh, the blessed chemistry of heaven to extract such mercies out of such miseries. See, Jimmy, that's a... See how he did that alliteration there? The yeah, mercies yeah. and the mysteries. Yeah, yeah he's very good. Yeah, you gotta, he's very gotta, good. You gotta, you gotta keep working on that. Um... Cool. Why don't you read uh, number six? We'll wrap it up with uh, number six, uh, one of the you know purposes for our uh, painful providences. Yep. Sufferings uh, lead us to make God our all and to prepare us for glory. Sufferings drive us to God. We set out in service thinking God needs us. We soon find out that we need him. When God lays men on their backs... Then they look up to heaven, says Thomas Watson. That's so great. That's really good. (laughs) When God knocks you out, (laughs) you look up. No, if you're knocked out, you're not seeing anything. You you, you ruined it. You ruined it. If you get knocked out, you see stars. You get knocked out. You get knocked down. Knocked on your back, you look up. Watson knows what he's like. Watson don't know. Watson don't know. Watson don't know. We cry to God for blessings, but we do not really want him. He has to teach us. That he is the greatest blessing of all. In this way, God prepares us for glory. If we live for nothing but a little of comfort and ease here and there would be no desire for the blessedness to come. You want to try and read that sentence again? What? Okay. If, If we live for nothing... But a life of comfort and ease here and there would be no desire for the blessedness to come. You said said little instead of life. Go ahead. You you, you swapped out a word instead of reading it properly. It's okay. You know, you don't have to make fun of of my... I'm not not making fun of your... Ah, reading stop abilities <laughs> you're fine you're good you just swapped out a word i do it too things get backwards to me thanks okay. oh, you know. uh desire for the blessedness to come god will have his people sigh and groan on the way to glory yeah. writes maurice maurice roberts thomas watson emphasizes the same lesson the vessels of mercy are first seasoned with affliction and then the wine of glory is poured in it's so good, man. That's oh just good. Gosh. That's just good. So, Ooh. yeah, that it points us to, as we were talking about before, that God is the only one, that our yeah. dependence upon him. And I, I love that part that it prepares us for glory because mm-hmm. that's the end, right, is that yeah. we get to stand in the presence of our God and bask in his glory, and that is what we are uh Supposed to be striving. That's that we get. A, we get but a taste of that now. Yeah. We get a, but a taste of of uh, God here now, and we'll experience Him fully. I like the idea that you know you need to be fitted for heaven, and one yeah. of the ways of being fitted for heaven uh, is is this process of preparation where we are um, made hungry for heaven because of the. The the hurts yeah you know, the, uh, yeah hunger hurts yeah hunger, uh, hunger heaven, hurts. hurts of earth hunger for heaven so anyways uh but like we we actually like if you we, we say this a lot I'm like, not proud of you for okay that. it's all right <laughs> if 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 we say this a lot if if you don't long for glory 
if you don't long for heaven, then either you um, are ignorant of your sin or you don't experience much suffering mm-hmm. or um, you know, you're not pained by injustice. You're not sensitive to injustice. But, but people who see and grieve injustice in the world, people who see and experience pain in their lives, people that are grieved over their own sins, those are the people that are hungry for God and glory. Yeah. And so these afflictions that we experience, whether it's inner turmoil or, or external uh, turmoil from circumstances, they do make us hungry and, I, I, and, and fit us for it. So this, these are ways in which we need to think about mm-hmm. those dark providences, those frowning providences, those painful providences. It's not just a bad time. It's not just tough days, dark days. Yeah, yeah. These are um, days that are, that are dark but have been given to us for divine purposes that can produce great change in us. Uh, we know that it's for God's glory, but we also need to know and believe it's for our good. That's the 6889 chapter 5, paragraph 5, right? Boom. Well, and but Joe, there's another way of getting fitted for heaven though. You're missing that part there. Well, it's it's not it's not a, is, is is it a way or is it like like the way? Is it the is it like the most is it the greatest way? Like where do you where does the thing rank? I think it's I think it's probably the best way. Okay, the best it, way to get fitted for heaven is to go to jofostore.com and grab some gear. Got to get fitted for some shirts. That you That's can right. Take, that you take, can take to heaven. heaven right? <laughs> <laughs> or they might already be there when you get there. I think they'll be glorified. They'll be glorified. I think those are part of the glorification process. Might be. Might be. Is jofostore.com. Grab some gear. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at docadevo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website doctrineandevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. And actually, if you go to Joe, uh, you know, DoctrineDevotion.com slash conference, why don't you register for the 2019 Doctrine and Devotion Conference. Uh, It is going to be fantastic. It's going to be on biblical theology. We've got Dr. Hamilton. We've got uh, Phil and Jasmine Holmes. We've got Steve McCoy. We've got Jen Thorne. We've got Nick Batsick. We've got Doug Logan coming back. Am I missing anyone, Joe? There's you, there's I. You weren't listening. No, so I'm, 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 I'm. But check out over slash conference. I'm on my phone right now. Okay, slash conference. Check and, out my uh, social media. Go ahead and register. You started today. talking. I tuned out. I know, but it, yeah. Big thanks to Zondervan. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content when available later. Huh.